Hey everybody, so I just wanted to let you know that this week's episode sound quality is a little iffy. Uh, We were having technical difficulties last week and they are still going on apparently. So if you guys could just power through, I know it's a little rough, but um, just give it a listen and we'll be back to normal next week. Let's get to the show. Alexa here and welcome back to Murder in the Mountains. This week we have our resident true crime fanatic Megan back with us. Woohoo! <laughs> I guess that was her saying hello. Um, hello. So this week's case takes place in Rocky Mountain National Park. The park is located between the towns of Estes Park and Grand Lake on September 29th. 2012, husband and wife, 56-year-old Harold and 50-year-old Tony Henthorne, went on a hike in Rocky Mountain National Park to celebrate their 12-year wedding anniversary. I must say, I always hate when it's an older couple. You're really, I haven't even said anything. You're really jumping the gun here. (laughs) They could live happily ever after. (laughs) I don't think so based on the podcast, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, continue. (laughs) So after a while of hiking, the couple stopped around 3.30 to eat some lunch on the trail overlook. Around 4.45, they came upon a picturesque view on a cliff a little off the path. They hung out for a little bit and took in the view. Around 5.15, Tony walked over towards the rocky peak to get a closer look at the view, and she took out her phone to get a picture. It was at that moment that Tony fell off the cliff and landed over 100 feet below. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I feel like you picked the Rocky Mountains because I'm on the show tonight and that's what I live near. So thank you. This you don't is live near the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> this is in Colorado. Oh, dang it. I always get that confused. <laughs> other the sm- oh, never mind. I'm Smoky Mountains. Dang it. You're on the other side of the United States. <laughs> I've done that so many times. <laughs> Oh my gosh, maybe I should have made that clear. We're in Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine is the Smoky Mountains. You didn't have to make it clear. Everyone probably knows. And I'm leaving the room now. (laughs) So terrified, Harold made his way down the cliff via other trails. Like he didn't propel down or anything. Is it propel? Repel? I think it's repel. Yeah, don't ask me. I I think it's... Obviously. I think it's repel. Where's Ryan when we need a word? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for real. So he then checked on Tony and tried CPR to revive her. He knew he had to call 911, so he left Tony and tried to get cell service. Harold's first call to 911 was at 5.54 p.m., about 40 minutes after Tony fell. Harold then texted Tony's brother at 6.16 p.m. to let him know that she fell and was in critical condition. Due to the isolated location, it took EMTs until 8 p.m. to arrive and declare her dead. Thoughts so far? It's interesting because it kind of sounds like a normal, I know something's coming that's unexpected, but nothing is alarming because if you were hiking, you would have to hike back out to get um, cell service. So 40 minutes sucks, but in this situation, I get it. So nothing's standing out too crazy right now, but I know something's going to happen. Okay, so obviously this is murder in the mountains, not accident in the mountains. So (laughs) 
Let's talk about some inconsistencies. After talking with Harold, they discovered that they originally planned to walk the Bear Lake Trail, which is a paved trail with no elevation gain. But at the last minute, they decided to hike Deer Mountain Trail, which is three miles and an elevation gain from 1,200 feet from its trailhead to 10,200-foot summit. He said that this decision was made to avoid crowds, which is understandable, right? Yeah. But... Tony had three knee surgeries and she wasn't an avid hiker. So this choice didn't really seem like the best choice. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Harold also said that he went out to Rocky Mountain National Park once before their anniversary to scope out the best trails. And they had just stumbled upon the cliff area where she fell as they were walking along the trail. However, Phone records indicated he had actually gone there eight or nine times in the six weeks before their anniversary. Oh, so he's like scoped this place out already. He knew like exactly where to go. Yes, because they also found a map in his car with a pink X marking the spot where Tony fell. And he did not have an explanation for that. (laughs) That's not suspicious whatsoever. Wow. Like X marks the spot. Yeah, definitely. Like he planned it and he... It was premeditated, premeditated, it sounds like. I just want you to know I've had multiple comments about how funny your buried comment was. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. That never happened. (laughs) And then I was like, yeah, she texted me right after we recorded and was like, in the process of trying to not be Southern, I sounded like a redneck. (laughs) (laughs) If... Anyone listen to which which was that? Kristen Alyssa? Smart. Kristen Smart. The correct word is buried, not buried in the ground. <laughs> Vocab lessons with <laughs> Megan May. Uh, yes. Anywho, um, another inconsistency is that during the nine one one call, which remember started at six fifty four p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, five fifty four p.m. The dispatchers tried to coach Harold and CPR, but they doubted he was actually performing it because he didn't like sound like he was. The dispatchers were like, normally people are out of breath or they'll be like, okay, I did my uh, compressions. Now what? You know, okay, now I did this. Now what? And he like didn't really say anything. And it doesn't seem like he would have been able to do it because if he had to hike further away to get cell service it seems like he would have been like oh i'm not near the body so that's That's actually a very good point (laughs) yeah i feel like either he wasn't near her or he hiked back but if you said you had to walk to get cell service then why would you be near her it would probably be like well i'm not near i didn't have cell service over there so yeah yeah and he i mean he told them like yeah i'd perform cpr yeah they're like it doesn't sound like you're doing anything yeah Exactly. So less than four minutes into the call with the dispatchers, Harold said he had to turn his phone off because his battery was almost dead. But after hanging up with the dispatcher, Harold made another 22 phone calls and sent or received 98 text messages, which included multiple calls and at least 16 texts to a friend asking if he could drive to pick him up from Essie's Park. Do people not realize cops can look at all that? I guess they're just, it's like if they're just lying to a normal person. Yeah, my phone died. Makes 50 calls. It's like, uh, no, your phone didn't die. Unless he's like, oh, this is just going to be seen as an accident. They're not going to look at anything. Yeah, I guess he could have been overly confident. 
as they typically are. So while Tony sustained serious injuries from the fall, the medical examiner found no signs of abrasions, contusions, or anterior rib fractures typically associated with CPR. And her lipstick was not smeared at all from the alleged mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Yeah, he did nothing. So interesting to lie about that because you think he would at least have pretended and smeared her makeup. But like I said, I guess just overconfidence in this case that he really just was like, this this is great. This looks like an obvious accident. And he must have thought they weren't going to look further. I mean, even if like what you were saying, he could have been like, I didn't have self-service right there. I'm not near her body. And that right there would have been enough to be like, okay. Yeah, because he wouldn't have been able to even walk right back there. Or the call would, in quotations, drop again. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking, but they're like, okay, you didn't try to do CPR. We have a lot of evidence to prove that that's the case. Yeah. Okay. I'm wondering now if she even fell or something else happened altogether. Thank you for asking. So what do you think the motive would be, Maggie? What is the age old reason for murder? Oh, no. He got an insurance policy. Man, you're good. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. It's not even worth it. It never pans out. And then it's like, who have you been all this time? Well, I guess we don't know when they got married. 12 years ago. 12 years? This is their 12-year wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah, you did say that. So it's just like, have you been hating me for 12 years? Did you start hating me at some point? It's just always confusing. Like, why do you suddenly want to take my life (laughs) for money? Yeah. And she was a very wealthy, like, optometrist. Like, she made money. Uh, I I read somewhere that, like, he said he was, like, a non-profit. Like, he worked for a non-profit or something. But, like, he wasn't actually making any money, which is interesting. Oh, okay. Well, non-profits, you don't make a ton of money. Um, So, basically... She had a lot of money, so she would have probably, they were married, she would probably just given him money. Right. Yeah, it it never makes any sense to me, these insurance. (sighs) So the investigation revealed that Harold had taken out several large life insurance policies on Tony prior to her death and had recently made himself the beneficiary of a life insurance policy that was originally named that originally named their seven-year-old daughter as the beneficiary. They currently had a seven-year-old daughter? Yes. Oh wow, that's a young daughter for their ages. No offense. Yeah. You can have kids at any time. That's great. <laughs> I was just surprised. Geez, that makes it even worse that he took the daughter from or took the mom from her daughter. And took the life insurance policy out of the daughter's name and put it in his. Yeah, so that he could get it. And I'm sure she wasn't aware. I need to look into how life policies work. Because does the person that's um, not have to like sign or confirm? That's something I've always wanted to know because you like I've heard a ton of cases where it's like, oh, she didn't even know that he'd taken out a life insurance policy or he didn't know that she had taken out a life insurance policy. It was like, how can you just do that without somebody's permission? That's what I'm wondering. We need to look that up after because I'm like you. It's. This is all it maybe if they'd make it to where the person had to verify, people would stop getting killed over it because I hear that all the time. And I'm like, it seems like if somebody was going to take a life insurance policy out on me, I would need to know. (laughs) 
Like, could I just go and take a life insurance policy out on you if I wanted to? And then push me off the smoky mountains? <laughs> yes, it sounds like I could do that. <laughs> it sounds like you could. I'm really not sure. Maybe you have to be married and then you can do it without their um, knowledge? Question mark. Sorry if I sound a little weird today, by the way. I feel like I sound a little. What's, what's wrong with you? Hungover? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what I was going to say, but yes. <laughs> Thanksgiving's really getting to you. It got I lit. Was, I was going to make up a lie <laughs> for the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling a little under the weather, yeah. aka drank tons of alcohol over the weekend. <laughs> so, if you had to guess, how much would you guess that the life insurance policies were for that Harold took out on Tony? Oh my gosh. Don't tell me it wasn't even that much. Or was it a ton? Dun, dun, dun. Um, let's say 100. He took out multiple? Yes. How does that even work? Um, 100,000? $4.5 million. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, that's insane. Okay. I feel like. I feel like that's a ton. I feel like I usually don't hear that much. Or maybe yeah, I saw that and I was like, what in the world? And I guess all together it was 4.5 million. Yeah. And I don't know how that works either. Like, why do you have multiple policies? Can you do multiple policies at different insurance places? Like, why wouldn't you just do one for that amount? Like, I really have no idea how insurance policies work. If anybody knows, feel free to let us know. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look into it because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, gosh, and he got multiple. But I mean, geez, how more obvious can you be? He's like, I'm about to be a millionaire. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty obvious at that point. And then do you know the time you may not know between he when he took it out and when he killed her? Like, did he wait a good bit or was it like? Took out all this and killed her like a week later. That I'm not 100% sure of, but I would assume not too far. I feel like people do it and then they're like, I just can't wait. And then they just kill him. And then it's like, so that's even more obvious. Yeah, it seems like that's always the case. Like it's pretty quick. It's like, dude, last week you got a life insurance policy on this person. We can see that stuff. So it probably wasn't too quick. But, um, Obviously, that's a solid motive. But if you're still not convinced, you know, for whatever reason, a year before Tony's quote unquote fall, they discovered like when in their investigation that an incident happened where Harold threw a heavy beam, like a 20 foot beam off of a deck he was repairing at the couple's vacation home near Grand Lake, Colorado. And the beam hit Tony in the back of the neck and upper back injuring her neck. Was this a murder attempt? Maybe. Yeah, and it's another one where it seems like he was maybe trying to make it look like an accident. Because I know accidents happen, but you're not throwing lumber around. Like, unless you can, like, you need to know where your wife is. And be like, hey, heads up, get out of the way. Like, how are you throwing 20-foot beams around willy-nilly? When your wife's outside. Willy nilly. Um, yeah, it's just, it's not funny because it's awful, but it's almost comical that he's just 
like trying to create all these accidents. And he's like, yeah, the beam. And he's like, crap, that didn't work. Plan B, next accident. It's just weird and scary to think that you could be in your own home, which we all know it actually happens a lot. And your husband's just like walking around casually trying to kill you. Yeah. And how pissed would you be if your husband hit you over the head with a 20-foot beam? thought it was an accident. Even if it was an accident, I'd be like, what were you doing? I would do. I'd be really mad. And uh, yeah, I think at that point I would start getting a a little sus. So what could make this whole thing worse? Like what could make him look even more guilty? Mm, What could make him look more guilty? I feel like if she wasn't tossed, like I'm interested to know what the cause of death is, or maybe she was actually tossed, but that's the only thing I can think of. Like if they look at the body and it's like, yeah, she was strangled. This doesn't make sense or something like that. So actually this has nothing to do with Tony. It has to do with his first wife, Sandra, who also died under suspicious circumstances. Oh, previous. Wow. So he's gotten away with this before then it sounds like. So Harold and his ex-wife, Sandra, or late wife, I should say, not ex, they didn't get a divorce. Um, They were driving in May of 1995 when they pulled over due to a flat tire. They jacked their Jeep up and uh, began changing the tire. A passerby stopped and asked if they wanted them to shine their headlights so it would be easier to see. Harold told them no and basically like shooed them off. Tony then went under the car to retrieve a lug nut and that was when the jack fell and Sandra was crushed under the weight of the car. She died of internal injuries consistent with traumatic asphyxiation. Okay, so yeah, he's definitely, that's interesting. Plot twist, he's done this 10 times. So they noted that the tire wasn't even flat. It was just low, as low as all the other tires. And there was also a shoe print on the car, suggesting that the car could have been kicked, causing the jack to fall. Prior to the incident, Harold had taken out a life insurance policy on her for $500,000, but it was ruled an accident and no charges were filed. I'm honestly really surprised they didn't look into that one more because it also sounds suspicious. And I did just Google and it says to get a life insurance policy, the person has to have their signature. So I guess it's just fraud when they do that. I guess it's just all around fraudulent. Yeah. I mean, and they should have to come in in person and sign it or like a notary or something. Yeah. It says they're supposed to be involved in the application process. So I guess because we're not criminals, I don't really understand how this works. Um, So it's interesting (laughs) because it says they're supposed to be involved and have their signature. And honestly, with the... The previous wife, I feel like if there's an insurance policy, it always should be investigated just a little bit deeper. But that makes sense that he's doing it. Now everything makes sense that he's doing it again because he got away with it once. So he probably thought, yeah, I'm just going to do this. But it's like, what? Like you literally got away with it once. Don't push your luck. And he's not good with money because if he got away with it once he's like oh i need money again and obviously he just marries women to do this eventually and maybe he just stays married so long to make it look legit 
the whole the whole thing's flawed. We should start a change.org to change the way life insurance policies are done. <laughs> change.org petition on life insurance policies on marriages. Like, how about no one can even attempt to do it? Both people just have to be there in person. Done. End of. I saved the world. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's literally the only way. But then, like, you remember, like, Susan Powell and Josh Powell, like, she agreed to all these life insurance policies, but she was also abused and whatnot, so. Well, that's what I was wondering if sometimes people agree, but, like, in this case, he took the one out of her daughter's name, so I doubt she would have agreed to that. But I wonder if it's manipulation, like, they're not really paying attention, you trust your husband, so he's telling you and you're signing, but maybe you're not really reading, but it seems like the person would have to repeat back to you like so confirm this we're taking it out of this name we're putting it in his name i don't it it's so weird to me cuz sometimes like you said there are cases where they completely had no idea and i'm like how it is one of the number one mysteries of true crime i would say so crazy so upon the deaths of both wives harold had them immediately cremated even though it was against the wishes of their families Trying to hide evidence, maybe? Oh, that's very sad that he's doing something after death because they might not even want to get cremated. And then the families wanted the bodies buried. He's a jerk. I think that sums it up. He is a jerk. So unlike the incident with his first wife, Harold was arrested and charged with first degree murder on November 16th, 2014. Almost two years after Tony's air quotes. And is that just how long the investigation took? Yeah, they were digging all around. That's what brought up his, um, the ex, uh, sorry, not ex-wife, his former wife, Sandra. um, Like they brought that up again. They're like, hmm, it was ruled an accident. But now that this happened again, maybe we should take a further look into it and all that. Yeah, so I guess he really did just push her off the cliff probably when she was looking. Yeah, and he like gave conflicting statements like, I didn't see her fall off the cliff like I wasn't paying attention but then he told somebody else like well she was taking a picture you know so it's like how would you know that if you didn't see her fall yeah stories just changing typical typical and like his defense attorney literally said to the jury like I'm sorry he can't say the same story twice like I'm sorry he's a liar (laughs) basically (laughs) that's crazy that he said that (laughs) Like, eh, yeah, he's, his story's going to keep changing. It is what it is. <laughs> but he didn't do it. Exactly. But he's innocent. His poor wife and their poor daughter, did they just have the one kid? Yes. Her name was Haley. And that sucks that now she's going to have to grow up and be like, well, dad killed mom. That's always a weird dynamic. Yeah, I thought I had daddy issues, but that's that's something else altogether. It could lead to that, but yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she is thriving and got got through all that. So after 10 hours of deliberation, the jury found Harold guilty and they sentenced him to life in prison without parole. Woohoo! You need one of those little cheer things. Jeez. Do you have those? (laughs) those No, I don't have those buttons. (laughs) Hit the buttons. Do I need like a laugh track? Well, we can laugh ourselves. (laughs) You can say woohoo ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> I would like a woohoo cheers for the people who finally get arrested. Thank you. I'll look into it. <laughs> Thank you. 
So the, the juror said it didn't meet the common sense barometer. And he was very cold, very calculated. He didn't show anything. A person who loses their wife to something like that, you're going to break down sometime. He never did. You're going to break down. And let's not forget the map. It's like, come on, you had an X marks the spot map. That reminds me of that one serial killer that you did that had the map where it showed where all the girls were um, buried. Um, So if you have a map Xing out the spot that your wife accidentally fell from, you probably pushed her. Yeah, like, and he literally they're just like, he had no explanation for that. Yeah, because he's probably like, whoops, didn't think they'd find that. Like, and why do we even need, like, would, can you not just remember? Especially if you went there nine times. But that's what's interesting about these people when they keep this telling stuff, because even after, it seems like you would just throw it away, burn it, destroy it. But like I always say, thank goodness they're stupid because we want them to get caught. Exactly. So even though they couldn't 100% say that he pushed Tony, they felt that there's enough evidence to convict, which I mean, I agree. Like we just talked about the map that and the no CPR. Map, no CPR, going there. And then his other wife, the life insurance policies, pretty clear, pretty clear. He definitely did it. The husband did it. And like we just talked about, like the other day, unrelated to this case, the husband always does it. The husband does it. Sorry for all the um, husbands (laughs) that aren't killing their wives. And it's like, I always find myself rooting for the husband at first. And I'm like, oh, please don't make it just so typical. You know what I mean? So I'm like, when the husband doesn't do it, I'm like, good for you. Like, you actually loved your wife. Good for you for not killing your wife. (laughs) Yeah. Gold star. In this case, I knew something was about to go down. As soon as you said they were walking in the woods, I was like, nope. Somebody's killing somebody or somebody's going to kill these two old people. Um, I guess I shouldn't say old. They're like 50. But. Yeah, then when you said she fell, I'm like, oh, the husband did it. But yeah, there are some where I'm like, maybe he didn't. I'm really rooting for him. But in this one, it felt like it felt like he did. (laughs) Yep. So he also tried, like he filed an appeal saying that like his past, like uh, Sandra, his previous wife, like that should not have been admissible in court because that has nothing to do with uh, Tony. But the prosecution was like, it shows the pattern. What a dink! Like, how are you going to have two wives accidentally die and you happen to have a large life insurance policies? And the judge agreed. They're like, he's like, yep, sorry. It's admissible. Appeal denied. Yeah, I totally, totally, totally agree. But of course, they were going to try to get that thrown out because it doesn't look good. So it makes sense for his defense attorney, although I can't stand defense attorneys who defend guilty people. I mean, somebody's got to, right? No. <laughs> like they're forced to be their own attorneys. <laughs> yeah, do it yourself. You suck. No one's defending you. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, but it's also like some people are wrongly convicted. So then you're like, well, it's good that they have a defense attorney. But then you're like, well, how many times is it actually that? So... 
That's true. That's true. Because sometimes people look real guilty and they didn't do it. And there's plenty of cases. So you're correct. You're correct. Um, It just sucks for the ones that are obvious and the ones who literally tell their attorneys they did it. Like everybody knows, but they're like, okay, since we know you did it, here's our best strategy to distract everyone into thinking you didn't. I feel like I heard somewhere that they're not allowed to know. Like they're like, I don't want to know. Like... (laughs) I don't want to know if he actually did it. They're definitely allowed to know. Um, well, I don't know if they're allowed, but there's some cases where they definitely know. Unpopular opinion, OJ Simpson. They knew. <laughs> oh, you should. I was going to say, you should, you should do an OJ Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot. I cannot and will not. <laughs> it makes me so mad. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Ugh, it's leather, it shrink. And you're like, uh, uh, can't fit it on my hand. Uh. <laughs> it's like somebody put that dang glove on his hand for him, please. I actually know so much about that case, but anyways, back to this one. <laughs> so that's all I have. Do you have any other comments or anything? Don't get life insurance policies on your spouses. And try to kill them. That's my comment. Should we do like murder in the mountain life tips? Number one, don't go hiking. Number two, no life insurance policies. Correct. Number, Number three. <laughs> I don't even know. Stay strapped. Stay strapped. <laughs> stay strapped. That's it. That might be a good one. I don't know. That might be a controversial one. It might be. But... Murder of the Mountains, life tip number three. <laughs> Go hiking in the woods, but not with your husband. And if you're going alone with your husband, take friends. Yes. <laughs> Safety in numbers. Stay in numbers. Husbands are scary. <laughs> <laughs> life tip number four. Husbands are scary. <laughs> husbands are scary. Megan's also single, so... So if we have any eligible bachelors. <laughs> That's not where I was going. Leave an Apple review, please. And I'll get you in contact with Megan. You're like, uh, I'll post her picture. Let's I not will post a picture. I'll post a, I'll post a picture of both of us on our Instagram. So y'all can see and meet Megan. That's let's, a great idea. Let's not do this. Actually, it would be cool. Like all your, um, every time you have a guest. Perfect. Like Starting a, with you. A picture and a fun fact, but uh, not for dating. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> no wink, wink. Uh, anywho. Um, yeah, that is that is my only comment. Let's try not to kill our spouses because love is great. And you should love the person you're with and not be trying to murder them. And divorce is always an option. So don't cheat on them and don't murder them. Just leave them if you're having thoughts like that. But then they can't get the money. But we're telling them not to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, y'all know what I mean. <sighs> Anywho, so thank you everybody for all of your support and for leaving ratings and reviews. Um, keep that up because it helps a lot. Kind of get on some charts, get more well-known share with your friends follow our instagram at murder in the mountains 
And come back next week for another episode. See ya. Bye.